Hello, everybody. Guys, I want to say welcome to another episode of the Spirit Ninjas Spiritual AF Podcast. This is episode number 11. And today, we have the lovely Jessica Reed on. And we're going to be talking about law of attraction, manifestation. And have you ever found yourself in a position where you want to achieve a certain outcome, you want to manifest something, but you look around and all you see is the exact opposite of the life that you want to live. Well, how do you bridge that? You know, how do you think and feel in those ways when everything around you shouts something totally different? So we're going to be covering that and lots of other really good goodies in this episode. So stay tuned and we'll see you after the little jingle. Hey, you just turned into the Spirit Ninja's Spiritual as Podcast. The show that aims to inspire, uplift, and questions everything. And now your hosts, Bart Rigel and Holly Emerson. All right. So, guys, uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, today, we have the lovely Jessica Reed with us. Yes. Exciting. Yes, very exciting. So, um, we would like to uh, actually get a little bit of background uh, on you, Jessica. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your story? Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, so I am a global clairvoyant channel and purpose fulfillment coach. Um, and for anyone who doesn't quite understand what that means, uh, a clairvoyant is basically, um, uh, you know, like I do readings in terms of connecting with spirit and connecting with source energy to uh, receive visions and insights and guidance for people along their you know soul's purposeful path and highest potentials and so on um and channeling is basically like tapping into um those higher beings to bring through their information on more of a collective level and you know purpose fulfillment coaching is pretty self-explanatory but but yeah it's just basically um a lot of people will ask like how did this start or how did you know you were a clairvoyant and so on and i'll often explain that like when i was a toddler um i used to interact whisper it a lot and I always thought it was just normal (laughs) you know um I would just think oh well this this um person is a bit more you know transparent and they're not always around but this person's a bit more you know referring to humans yeah this person's a bit more um dense or solid and they're always around (laughs) and you know what I mean like Mm. I just kind of didn't really think it was anything different in terms of spirits or energies and actual human beings until um I went into, like, school and um, started, you know, just, like, socializing and things like that and, you know, started to realize that I was a bit strange (laughs) (laughs) or that I saw saw things in very different ways. And, you know, like, we're at school learning learning about all the very kind of, like, 3D type of things, like, that are just applicable in this realm. Um, And I was kind of sitting there bored thinking it was so simple um, and wanting to know more about the universe. And, (laughs) you know, like, what was out in the cosmos and, you know, all types of things. Um, I was always kind of like the strange child. And then uh, when I went through high school and, you know, those kind of like teenage years, I shut it all out because I was like, you know, it's not cool. It's not. Um, yeah, for not, sure. No one else is doing this. It's not trendy <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> have ghost, ghost friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, so I kind of just like shut it out and was like, you know, I just want to be cool. I just want to fit in. I just want to go to the parties and so on. And then by 18, I moved from New Zealand to Australia with my partner at the time and set up like a whole kind of um, lifestyle according to society in terms of like, when well, we've spoken about this before um, with you guys, in terms of like, you know, setting up the whole um, achieved lifestyle and you can check all the boxes and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and looking around and feeling completely empty and I could just feel my inner child because when I was young I had this vision of what my life was meant to be like I could just feel my inner child in that in that space in that lifestyle just thinking like well this is disappointing you know like (laughs) it looks good but it this is not what I had envisioned or this isn't it Mm -hmm. um and this is kind of boring and feels numb um and all of a sudden, it was really, truly like overnight. That's almost like my soul or my spirit team or source energy or something within me just said like, okay, like I've done that. I realized that it's unfulfilling and it's go time. And literally overnight, all of my 
gifts, all of the, you know, the channels for my gifts in terms of the clairvoyance, clear audience, clear sentience, all the kind of different senses, they just open back up in full force and I couldn't block it out anymore. Wow. Um, and it sent me into like a real state of overwhelm and anxiety because it was just, um, it, it, it was just, it was just like downloading tons of information and energy with everything that I would be doing in a day-to-day life. And it was just intense. Um, you know, as a, like a human being, you go running to the doctor, you're like, something's wrong with me. Like <laughs> something is like, something's going on. I feel like just like I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on with me. Um, and I got pres- prescribed, you know, antidepressants and an aspirin inhaler to help me. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Amazing. And, because at one point I said, you know, sometimes I get heavy breathing um, when I'd feel stressed. And so, yeah, I got antidepressants in it, asthma inhaler, got home, looked at it, and I could feel my soul almost just looking at it and being like, really? Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> <Yeah>. a joke. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, and so that's when I just started, like, inhaling books, <laughs> mm. you know, like spiritual books, consciousness books, Hay House books especially, and just every – a spare minute of the day just absorbing um, all this information and piece by piece it was just like remembering 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 everything that I knew deep within as to how to connect with um, my soul spirit and source and all the information um, that was coming through and when I got into a balanced enough space to take some action I kind of just looked at my life I set up and just said like "Mm, no like Mm -hmm. I'm going to just drop all of that and I'm going to go back home and I'm going to start again for my soul um and that's kind of just where it took up from um Mm -hmm. you know I started doing the meditation classes and Mm -hmm. channeled workshops readings and mm, now wow no kidding that's awesome so how how long ago was that that you picked up and and decided uh, to create this life from your soul uh, I, I find it really hard to, I get like a really hard time associating with time. Like I can never remember like dates or years or whatever, but I think this must have been nearly three years ago now. Wow. <laughs> Time's an illusion anyway. <laughs> it totally is. It totally is. In human time, <laughs> do you recall? <laughs> yeah, in human measure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah and, and how was the reaction of uh, your family and friends like during this whole transition period um well I've definitely like shifted in terms of um my social circle um mm-hmm. you know like a, it just kind of yeah like the wavelength changed and I started attracting different people in and you know the, the people that I would previously have been friends with they were never like I never had any kind of negative backlash. I never had anyone like, what are you doing? Or, you know, mm-hmm. but but I could definitely sense sometimes it would be like, okay, Jess is up to something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, um, Jess is you know, going on her own little path. <laughs> but really it was just going back to being my real self. Um, but my family's always been supportive and my parents have known since I was a toddler, obviously, because they were always like, okay. This child's from a different world. Um, <laughs> they get you. Special. <laughs> Let's just let just you know go off in our own world and do our own things. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. good for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually see beings. Uh huh. Yeah. So you see and hear, and can you f- like feel them or? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Feelings are big things. Often, like what will happen is if there's an energy that is, say, for example, like a past loved one that is around, uh, like someone else that I'm either doing a reading for or that I'm just around, uh, past loved ones will often get my attention by giving me the physical experience of their passing. um, Wow. Which can be quite intense sometimes, but it definitely gets my attention. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which took a a while to figure out. I I. I thought I was just a hypochondriac, having all these symptoms in my body every day as I was kind of going through life. Um, wow. <laughs> but then once I actually started tuning into um, the experiences going on, it's like it happens in your body, but it's more in your energy body. Like you feel it right. going on in your but energy it's, is body. It a, it's like the 
Do you find it like a subtle difference between your physical body and your energy body? So it took some time to adjust and, and know which one was which? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I said, for example, like, it's hard to explain, but I'll, ju- I'll just try. Um, so for instance, a lot of the time it'll be uh, the physical things that have happened that have been like illnesses or say heart attacks, heart attacks or strokes or cancer or um, there'd be like uh, their lungs would have been um, giving out or, um, you know, just different types of symptoms. And so it's, it's like I have the feeling, let's just say, for example, a stroke. It's like I have the feeling of, say, half of my body going a bit numb or limp, but I know I can still physically move all of my body. But it's like I get the sense of, like, thinking that I can't. So mm. If that makes sense, it's almost like in my energy body, I get this sense of like, oh, that side of my energy body feels like numb or limp or unresponsive. And that side, like, in my headspace feels like it's kind of glitching. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, but I can know for myself, like, okay, I'm not actually having a stroke. I know I'm not having a stroke right now, but I can feel the experience of it energetically going on in my energy body, which is very close to my physical body. But there's a, there's quite a distinction. Like, I mean, you would know if you were physically having a heart attack. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Know? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but sometimes, like, I'll just energetically feel like the the tension, the kind of the um, like the in the heart space, like just see like the energetic tension or the um, mm-hmm. my arm will go limp or numb or yeah, it's like you feel it but you don't physically experience it. Mm. But that'll give my that'll like get my attention, and then I'll start communicating with them. Like, okay, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> and, <okay. laughs> and and then that symptom will go away because they've got my attention. And once I can like communicate um, to the person um, what that their energy is showing me, and they confirm that that's how they passed or something to do with their passing, then everything kind of just flows on from there because it's being validated, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So does this only happen to you when you're doing a reading for somebody or can you just be out and about in your day and this happens and there's a, a spirit that wants to communicate with you and then you have to find who they want you to communicate with? <laughs> yeah, it definitely, definitely can. Um, unless sometimes if, I, if I'm going out somewhere and I just um, – create the intention of like actually I'm going to go out and I'm just going to be a human like I'm just going to be Jessica and I'm going to go enjoy myself I'm going to go do some shopping or I'm going to you know go socialize with my friends and um it's almost like clocking off (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I'm out (laughs) I'm I'm just in the physical human experience right now um closing hours (laughs) you know like just a really kind of soft boundary is and like okay just respect my space like um, I'm not. I'm not open for calls right now. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be really yeah. important. Setting mm. those boundaries. <laughs> I imagine. But yeah, yeah. Sometimes it can be interesting when it, it does just kind of come through, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Uh, Strange. That's interesting. So, have you had support in this journey of helping, like your gifts unfold, or has all the support come from spirit? Like, do you have like a teacher in the physical? That you ask questions um, of or get guidance from, or is it just all through your own clairvoyance and channeling? For me, it's been an experience of like having breadcrumbs along the way in the human experience in terms of whether it be books or teachers or guides. Um, but it's all just being like breadcrumbs that have brought back in a, a remembering on a soul level. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I already had it all on a soul level, but there I have been certain bits and pieces or pieces of the puddle uh, pieces of the puzzle in this human experience that have activated those rememberings mm. but yeah I believe that's the same for most of us in terms of we're already, we've already got it on a soul level um but we just need little activators in this human experience to remind us mm. yeah yeah some people have like more activators like yourself like uh, I don't have the same sort of experience as you <laughs> <laughs> we'll have different different experiences. Yeah, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, but I love cool. it. <laughs> it's very I think of it as like just a normal everyday thing now. Which for some people that can sound really strange. <laughs> That's really cool. I love it though. I think the world is actually full of a lot more strange people than we we ever yeah. imagine. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, in this experience, you know, we, we really don't know anything. You know, uh, we, we think we uh -huh. do. Yeah. But in the grand scheme uh -huh. of things, I mean, there's so much more going on than we have, than we give credit for. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I love how, um, I can't remember who said it one time, but someone, oh, it, might, it might have even been like an Einstein quote or something. It was just basically like, if any man ever claims he had like this theory of life, that man is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's like no one is ever you know, going to have this theory of life. Because I believe that, like, the universe is expanding every millisecond, you know, mm -hmm. like, because pe people are projecting new thoughts and ideas and, and, you know, things are being created in every moment. And so there's never going to be, like, just a standing still theory of how life works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always going mm -hmm. to be changes yeah, all the time. So we're never really going to get it all. <laughs> and no. that's the fun of it too. Yeah, there's an infinite number of possibilities. Mm, uh -huh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Which I think is fun. I would I don't want to know it all. <laughs> no, exactly. That, that's part of the the joy, just discovering the this whole journey, right? Yeah. Yeah. History of life. Like how fun is that? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. Um now, you know, talking about this this journey and you know, living life to the fullest. You know, uh, we wanted to talk to you about, uh, you know, manifesting and mm -hmm. using the law of attraction to create a certain life. Because, yeah, you know, it's all great when we're talking about like, uh, yeah, life is so fun to experience all these things. But when you're, you know, dealing with heartache or financial stress or, mm -hmm. you know, disease, well, I mean, that that's not a fun experience. No. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. For sure. Can you tell us, you know, what is your experience and how does the process actually work? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and just to kind of like relate on, on that point, um, you know, I've de definitely kind of uh, experienced that in the sense of when I was in Australia and when I did have every, all my gifts kind of opening back up and I was in such a state of overwhelm and anxiety, that was like a point of which where um, there were a lot of suicidal thoughts in terms of, just struggling so much to try and get a control over my own, you know, mind and my own processing that I thought it would just be easier to not be here, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I never want people to think that I've just, you know, got this lifestyle of, you know, just doing what I want to do and traveling around the world and manifesting things as if it's just being kind of like magically turned up, you know, like yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. A really, really low point. Um, and through, knowing the laws of attraction and remembering how to actually get back a sense of creative control of my life. Um, that is how I've gotten to this place. It didn't just turn up. Um, mm. And with law of attraction, um, for me, there's like, there's so many ways that it can be explained and there's so many ways that it can get really kind of like intricate and almost confusing and so on. But for me, it's really about, um, and I think Wayne Dyer put it best, it's like you don't attract what you want, you attract what you are. And so mm. the way that you really hold your energy, frequency and vibration through the power of your consciousness, which is your thoughts, your beliefs, your perceptions, the things you're paying attention to, um, you know, that which you're really kind of like aligned with and you'll feel it through your feelings and your emotions, um, that which you're really aligned with is what you are going to be putting out into the universe and that's what the universe is going to reflect back to you. So if you're feeling, let's just say in reference to money, if you're feeling um, dissatisfied, if you're feeling fearful if you're fearing lack uh, feeling lackful if you're fearing like um just feeling really kind of like a low vibration about money then that's the way that you're being in relation to money and then that's going to reflect back to you from the universe in terms of a not so good experience with money you know but if you're consciously actively focusing on learning even if you have none even if you have none, if you're consciously focusing on feeling in love with money and all the possibilities that money can bring and all the freedom that money can bring and seeing it as like a divine resource that is supporting you in life, um, 
and, and really feeling into that space as much as you can, that's then what you're going to receive back as a reflection from the universe. You know, so it, ref, it, it is relevant to all areas in life and all um, aspects of manifestation. For me, it's just really like, yeah, what are you holding as who you are in relation to these different areas of your life or these things that you're manifesting? And if it's a strong positive feeling and connection and that's what's going to quite easily come into your experience mm. so i have a question on that you know because i can i can hear people already saying well you know it's great it's great when you know you want to <laughs> feel that and think it but you know i have this giant backache and it's kind of hard to ignore you know how mm. how do you shift from you know being in that is situation of lack or disease or whatever to a place where you're able to um, give off that vibe, that energy, that being of health, mm-hmm. abundance, and so on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would think of it as like a gradual shifting through the scale of emotions because it's very, and I completely what you're, understand what you're saying in terms of people um, feeling like that's just not kind of um, – achievable in terms of like if you're if you're at the really low end of emotions in relation to something in terms of like the fear or the victimization or the hopelessness or whatever that emotion might be or the anger um it's it's very hard to get from that place to like a place of joy Mm -hmm. and love about that certain situation because there's such different energy frequencies and vibrations Mm -hmm. so i would focus on like how can you work your way up the emotional scale in relation to that? So say if you've got like a really bad backache going on and it's hard to ignore, um, it's going to be a, a hell of a job trying to feel joyful about it. <laughs> it's going to yeah, be a hell of a sure. job trying, yeah. trying to be in love with it um, or feel healthy. But how can you just kind of move from a space of rather than um, – you know, because you might you might be kind of like complaining to your body, like why are you doing this to me, or um, you know, you know like kind of just hating on your body for for the pain that it's giving you. Mm-hmm. And how can you just even move to a space of like, um, you might even you might even just be saying like, okay, I acknowledge that I'm in pain right now, but um, I'm grateful that I have a body. I'm grateful that there is potential for healing. I'm grateful that this is not going to be the reality for the rest of my life if, if you know what I mean by that like mm-hmm. even just if you move into a space from from hating on your body or, or um feeling like completely hopeless or completely victimized or completely angry about the situation even if you can just take like one step into a slightly more positive approach and then how can you go like one step further and one step further and one step further because it really it doesn't help anyone if if someone's in a really low place and then you just say to them, Oh, just get happy. Yeah, It doesn't help. But yeah. if you can, if you can say to them, tell me one thing you're grateful for, even though you're in this situation, what, tell me one thing you're grateful for. That's going to bring them just one step closer yeah. up the emotional scale. And, you know, it's just kind of like a thing from going from victimization or fear or victimization to, you know, like you might get angry, but then you might just let that be frustration and then you might just let that be a little bit of kind of disappointment and then you might move into more of a place of like hope, hopefulness and then kind of just feeling average about it and then feeling like okay about it and then feeling, you know, mm-hmm. a bit better about it and then feeling like actually this is this could actually take quite a positive turn, you know, and then eventually getting up to a place of alignment and joy and love with it um mm-hmm. but but yeah I, I get it when people are like i can't just get from here to there right now <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i like what you said there about you know being taking that example of pain in your back and just being grateful that you have a body um because i'm a big believer that manifesting starts with gratitude and so mm-hmm. yeah sometimes when you kind of chunk it down to like the small things of what you can be grateful for, it does make it easier to take that first step and then the next step. And so I really like how you you, yeah. you shared that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. anything that can just switch your attention from the really, really, really negative um, focus, you know, mm-hmm. and it might even just be rather than hating on your body and saying, why are you doing this to me? You might just ask the question, like, how can I support you to heal and get better? And 
taking that approach, like how can I work with my body so that we can feel better rather than thinking that your body's doing something to you. Yeah. You move from victimization to a bit of hope, hopefulness, you know? Yeah. yeah, and those small actions are always so much easier to take, right? You know, go uh-huh. for a walk and, you know, just look at the sunset and be grateful yeah. that you're alive. You know, uh-huh. just something small like that. Like anybody can can get outside and, you know, watch the sunset once. Mm-hmm. Right. And, just and be it can start for your breath even. Yeah. The, the small yeah. things. Small things. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about um you have a course and it's titled Manifesting by Quantum Leaps or in Quantum Leaps. Uh-huh. And uh, this is a quantum leaping course. Okay, quantum leaping course. I'm just curious to know, like explain this quantum leaping and, and tell us about this course because I think it sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to share about it um, because it's something that I know works because of my own experience with it in terms of uh, before I created this course, it was something that my spirit guides taught to me and that I trialed and played with um, for a long time and saw the results before I created the course, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, quantum leaping, you know, I've done in-person, uh, you know, live workshops and they take like five hours to completely explain the process. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, but if I were to put it into brief, um, quantum leaping for me is about, uh, say for example, people can learn a lot about quantum physics and the law of attraction and then they can start applying it in their lives. But a lot of time people feel blocked in terms of like their soul and their spirit understands it and is ready to go kind of forward with it. But then the mind is like sitting there going, hey, wait for me. I don't understand. Like I can't, work this out I don't trust it it's not logical mm-hmm. I don't see a structure to this like I don't see how this is going to create me a result so I can't get on board mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean For you've sure. had those yeah. experiences before when like you're like I know I can manifest this through just my being and my alignment with it but then you hear my your mind going oh sure great um, <laughs> <laughs> no you can't <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, the mind's going like, dreams are free. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so quantum leaping for me is about um, bringing in the um, the embodiment of utilizing the, the power of both, you know, and giving the mind a very kind of logical step-by-step process as to how to get a quantum leap, how to get from here to there, which is your, you know, desired um, future reality as such. Um, and the process is really all about realizing, um, you know, within the course I explained quantum physics and how it all, all works and so on, uh, but you guys know that. Uh, and it's just taking it to this new level where basically you're understanding that what it is you desire, let's just say it's a lifestyle, um, what it is that you desire is already a parallel reality within your consciousness. Mm-hmm. Do you guys get what I mean by that? Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. we understand it, but let's uh, let's explain it a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, just because there might be <laughs> yeah. some people listening so, who, who don't. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So what I mean by parallel reality within your consciousness already existing within you is that you already have, um, just by desiring that, lifestyle there's already a part of you that has already kind of gone there on a level of aligning with that consciousness but you here in your physical being and your human experience um is still kind of holding on to certain conditionings or limitations or fears around it um it can desire it but it can also like you hold it back at the same time but but you're with the quantum leaping process, it's about connecting into that space within your consciousness, that part of your being that's already gone there, is already in that parallel reality. And a parallel reality really is just a parallel state of consciousness because a state of consciousness creates a reality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like tapping into that parallel reality or, or parallel uh, state of consciousness. Um, or you might think of it as like your future self who's already there. And through tapping into that space um, within the actual quantum leaping process, what we do is we go there and we pick up all the levels of, um, I think of them as like keys or ingredients, all the levels of consciousness that exists as like a state of consciousness in that parallel reality. And then 
we really focus on what is the energy and frequency and vibration in that space and how can I embody that state of consciousness and that energy, frequency, vibration more on a daily basis, right? Mm -hmm. So, and there's a lot of worksheets to go along with it in terms of you start comparing what's your current state of consciousness, what are your current thoughts and beliefs and perceptions and um, you know views on life and what are your current limitations and fears and so on. And then you compare that right next to your list of <laughs> um, the state of consciousness from the parallel reality or the desired future reality. And you start looking at it and your brain can kind of, you know, your mind can get on board and say like, okay, cool. So this is my current state of consciousness and that's creating my current reality. Um, and I actually switch into, you know, consciously taking on the state of consciousness of my parallel reality. I can see how that would then start creating my new reality. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. the mind can go, okay, side by side comparing, um, this fear that I have now doesn't exist in my parallel reality or my future reality. Got to get rid of it. <laughs> you For know, sure. um, yeah. and you find a way somehow to really heal or shift that fear. Or the mind can look at it and think, okay, so this thought, belief, and perception that exists in my parallel reality, um, my future self, I'm not currently thinking, I'm not currently perceiving, I'm not currently believing. I need to consistently practice bringing that into my state of consciousness. And you you start to see how you've got like a step-by-step -step action plan as to how you're going to shift from here to there by like drawing out what's going on within your consciousness and what is going on within the consciousness of your um, desired parallel reality or future self. And you realize like this is the shift I need to make and that will create a quantum leap because mm -hmm. I'm shifting my quantum physics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. it's so, like what people need to realize is that we're, we're really – looking at like a, a vertical kind of uh, shift, right? It, it's not linear shift here in like time-space reality, but it is, it's a very vertical thing. Mm -hmm. So uh -huh. if these different, um, as far as like what I'm hearing you say is there's uh, like multiple layers, like multiple realities existing at any one particular time. And we simply like tune in to that higher frequency when we're, uh -huh. when we're ready. And uh -huh. that's that shift. Yeah. Yeah, and when, when we start to consciously align with the thoughts, perceptions, beliefs, and you know energy, frequency, and vibration of the, that new level, that mm -hmm. new um, layer, you know? Um, and, yeah, it's kind of like thinking of it in terms of there are, like, infinite amounts of parallel realities within you, infinite amounts of different states of consciousness that you can choose to embody. Um, and whichever one you're currently choosing to embody is what, one is going to be reflecting in your reality, but you can mm -hmm. choose to consciously quantum leap to a different one and experience a different reality. Yeah. Like it's all already within us. Yeah. Um, it's, just really, it's really interesting. Just waiting for us. It's really interesting when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I've, I've had it where um, I've shifted and then suddenly someone's interacting with me in a completely different way, an unexpected way. Like my mom, for example, my mom and I've mm -hmm. had an interesting relationship and, um, and you know, I would expect certain responses from her. Like if I emailed her and then I had been working on this manifesting and just shifting my own reality. And then one day I emailed her and she responded in this weird way, but it was a really nice refreshing new uh -huh. way and I was like wow this is like the mom on this other reality <laughs> uh -huh. so. yeah yeah it's like that parallel version of your relationship with her yeah because it can be you know anything that you align with it to be <laughs> yeah exactly you know, and it, it's um quite a perfect example is um how you know you were saying that story of that guy that would just show up to the workplace as if he was already an expert and it was like his first day would, mm -hmm. is that how you yeah. that's you right it? And, yeah mm -hmm. yeah it was uh, it was the mortgage broker in canada and uh, he showed up uh, it was like was uh, for the people that didn't uh, hear the uh, conversation we had with jessica a few weeks ago um there was a broker in canada who it was brand new, fresh to the job, didn't really know what the heck he was doing, but he started presenting himself as an expert. 
And he started writing posts and making videos talking about um, mortgages in Canada. And all of a sudden, because he positioned himself like a like an expert, you know, one of the news channels decided they wanted to interview him for like a mortgage segment on the news. And sure enough, he stepped up. And from that point on, he was one of the most successful. And even till now, he's one of the most successful mortgage brokers in Canada. And he basically just embodied that energy. He embodied mm-hmm. that other reality, even though he wasn't even there yet. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like things just switched within weeks of him just starting. It was, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kind of see that as like, um, you know, when people just know that they're capable of being a certain version of themselves, like he probably right from the start was just like, I know I can like be an amazing, um, you know, master in this field. Like mm-hmm. I can, like he probably just could just feel it within himself. Like, I know I can do this. And so he just decided rather than looking at, oh, well, I'm just starting, just decided to just show up in the way that he knew he could, you know, regardless exactly. of mm-hmm. where he was at technically you know and I'm sure like a lot of um people listening and I'm sure you guys can relate to this as well is like we've all taken quantum leaps at some point in our life um Mm -hmm. whether we know it or not um and I just encourage people to think about a time where they um you know when you've just kind of had a, a certain dream about something and just knowing that it's part of you and just knowing that even though you you're not technically like that person yet. You just know it's already like a version of you waiting to be expressed. And so you, but you find it so easy to just kind of like step into because you know it's already part of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's essentially quantum leaping because you're just deciding that that is who you're showing up as and then that reflects in your reality because you're stepping into that consciousness, you know. Like I think yeah. in terms of um, – because I'm looking, writing my book proposal at the moment. I've never written a book before, but there's a part of me that is already projected as like a best-selling author. Like I already know that's a part of me just waiting to be embodied and expressed and sure. lived out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I go forward with the proposal with like complete confidence because I'm like, she's already in there. Like she, she's already within me. She's already got it all sorted. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of catching up in, in this human space-time reality. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just when you feel that, you feel like there's just no doubt at all when you can tap into that version of yourself that's already there and trust her, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm. Yeah. yeah, something that I think uh, we need to do more frequently is you know, talk about these stories of how people have manifested something in, in reality, something that's, you know, mm. you can't deny because mm-hmm. that's when humanity as a whole is able to um, start understanding and they start questioning, well, maybe there's something to this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, okay. I um, okay. use a story occasionally where it was, um, so it was a group of four friends and they went to a casino in Niagara Falls in, uh, in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And they ended up winning $50,000 between the four of them. They, I I think they pulled like one of those little slot machines and they won 50 K and they were super excited. So they're driving back home from the casino at like 12 in the morning, whatever it was. And they're like, you know what? We were like on top of the world. Let's buy a lottery ticket. And they ended up winning 50 million bucks that night. (gasps) Wow! Like, you know, they were just embodying this, energy Uh of like being lucky and just being like Uh happy and excited and that very same like what are the chances of that like that's that's amazing that's bizarre (laughs) yeah Yeah. that is bizarre and I love like being so playful with it too in terms of um one one time um it's like one example I and this was before I really even learned a whole lot about you know law of attraction it was just this one time when um I was applying for a job before I started doing, you know, my work and I was applying for a job and I just, I really wanted that job for some reason. I was just like, yep, I just really want that job. And so I just decided to just, just go into the space of, um, basically like writing about what it's like to work there and, um, uh, you know, just would like think about it a lot and daydream about kind of just all Mm -hmm. the fun things about it and so on. And then I, 
just kind of felt this feeling of like, I know I've already got it. It's just in the bag, you know, like it's just there. (laughs) I can feel it like energetically, frequency, vibrationally aligned. And so um, I remember uh, I actually did my application. I was waiting and then I just started to just email the, the HR lady. And I did this cheeky email. I said, hi, it's your new receptionist. Um, <laughs> just wondering if I've got the job. Like, is that sorted yet? Like, wondering, like, when can I start kind of thing? Because yeah. <laughs> I, I was just so sure that I was just like, I, I know I've got this job. It's already mm. mine. And, yeah, so I just sent this cheeky email. Like, hey, it's your new receptionist. When, like, when, when am I starting? What's, what's my start date? And, and she would, And I later found out that at that point there were 80 applications that they were – processing through um and apparently they just looked at their email and just said okay it's her (laughs) (laughs) and just and just messaged me back and was like okay you got the job and I was like yeah I know (laughs) (laughs) it's just like one of those things when you you align with it so much that it's just like the full manifestation is almost like the most exciting part because you can feel it yeah. and know it with no physical evidence of it yet and yet have like no doubt about it like that's yeah. what I find so exciting um that's super yeah, I just, cool I, I love, love that it. I love that too <laughs> yeah um and I remember I used I, like because you know how it is kids we would naturally um just know how the law of attraction work or would just naturally be very intu- intuitive I always remember like one time we had like school assembly. Is that what you guys call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we run get together in the big hall, and mm-hmm. and we had like wards and so on. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this like award for acknowledging like at each assembly they would like acknowledge a, a student for really kind of good work or being um, well behaved mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff. And I remember like just walking into the hall that day and just sitting there and looking at it and just thinking you're mine like (laughs) (laughs) just being like it's mine it's mine today I know it I know it I know it and then I remember when they went up and went to present it and they called my name I was just like yes (laughs) 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 I just got I like you know like you get up and you kind of like strut walk yeah Yeah. yes (laughs) But like, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I love that aspect of the law of attraction, like, so much. And just just knowing things, is, just because you're so sure of your alignment with it, it's just so exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I can relate to that. I figure skated growing up. And for part of that, I was a competitive figure skater. And I don't... Now I know how I did it because I, I always would get like first or second. And sure. um, it was like I knew it was a competition and I knew you would get medals and there was a podium involved and all that. And it was just like I just knew like for me, it w- there wasn't any other option. And it wasn't like an arrogance kind of thing. It was just like, oh, you just yeah. go and you skate, you do your your solo and then you get a medal. <laughs> Yeah. It was like, that's just how it works. It doesn't work any other way. <laughs> and so I always, I always got a medal. But then actually, as I grew up and my mind started to play into it, then I started doing worse. You know, I would get like third place. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, oh, there's only one first place. Like I knew there was only one, but it was just, I don't know, somewhere in my being there wasn't really any option to receive any other medal. And then I realized, oh, there you could actually not get first and you could mm. so, start doubting it. Yeah, so the doubt yeah. came in. And you almost like put pressure on it rather than just yeah. like align with it. I yeah. remember when, and it's just like these simple things, like when I was traveling through Europe, um, I was in Amsterdam at one point and I, um, I remember like pre- before I was having these dreams of like finding cash. Mm. And I just found it like so fun not not necessarily about the actual money it was just like i found like some gold (laughs) you know like (laughs) like a little bit of a treasure finder and then um like following those days after like having those dreams i was i started like i was just walking down the street and i'd be walking down the street and like clear as day like right in the middle of the pathway would be like a 20 
20 euro note just like sitting in the park and I'd just be looking at it and looking around at all the other people walking by and just being like and this happens on three occasions like within a time frame of like two weeks and then but I felt by like the third occasion I started thinking like where's the next one going to come from? And like, oh, I wonder how much it's going to be and stuff like that. And I started getting too much like mine involved and it stopped. Uh, <laughs> I didn't find money after that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, I got to like, rather than just being in like the alignment and the fun of it and just the kind of like the, the just kind of playfulness with it, I started getting like, like, like it needs to show up now. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I'm expecting it in like a more kind of attachment way um well like another example i love is um say for instance my dad he's been like a really good example of law of attraction for me because my dad's like the most i always say he's like cool as a cucumber like he's just (laughs) (laughs) he's just so chilled out relaxed all the time he doesn't stress about anything um and he he's just known between like all like the family and friends as like the lucky one like Mm -hmm. quote Mm -hmm. lucky one (laughs) um because everyone just see just like I mean, when I was in my mum's uh, belly, like when she was pregnant with me, he went on this show called Wheel of Fortune. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he went on there and he won the grand prize and everything. Um, he didn't really talk to people about it much, but I remember him telling me a couple of years ago. He's like, "Yeah, I visualized, I visualized winning it before I went on there," and I was like, "Cool," you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like that's wicked, but. Everyone else just thought he was just lucky. And mm. then um, ever since then, he's just always the person. Like, he's always the person when if there's, like, a raffle ticket thing going on or just something, he always wins it. And it's not he, – he doesn't even really care too much about it either. You know, he's just like, ah, oh, cool. It's like he just – he's like you were saying, but, like, you just kind of get in that vibe and it just seems like it, it would just be natural for that to happen. Yeah. Um, and he like he's the person that at Christmas time he has to like try and give away hams to people because he's just winning too many of them and he can't keep them in his fridge. <laughs> you know, he's like, and oh, this is kind of like a funny story, like associated with that. He went to um, this place where they play, um, it's like a bar type thing, and. My little sister's friend, she was working there and she was running this raffle ticket thing and she had one ticket left and she was trying to sell it and no one would buy it. And she saw my dad walk in and she was like, Paul, Paul, can you just please like just buy this raffle ticket because I just need to get rid of it. Like mm-hmm. it's the last one, I need to sell it. And he was like, oh, okay, sure, like here's two dollars or whatever. And then <laughs> he went up and sat by the bar or whatever and then she came back running up to him later on and she's like, You won't believe it, you won with that last ticket. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> And he's just like, ah, oh, cool. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course I did. You know, he's, like, he's just always like the, quote, lucky one. But it's, mm. I believe it's truly just because he just, he's just so like. Chill about it. With it. Like, yep. But just, you know, he yeah. has no resistance around, he has no resistance around it, you know. Yeah. You know, Just something that like you um, you mentioned, uh, this whole concept that we're talking about is, you know, the concept of surrender, because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, it's easy to say like, yeah, of course I want these things. Like, yeah, I want the new car. Like, yeah, I, I want that job. And they, they truly want it. So why isn't the universe bringing it to me? Uh, why am I not manifesting it in my reality? Well, you know, if you want something so desperately, there's this underlying fear that you're not going to get it. And if you're not going to get it, it's going to, it's not going to be good. You're going to feel like crap. So that's that thought. That's actually like the sponsoring thought. I think, um, Neil Donald Walsh calls it, calls it the sponsoring thought that pushes away that very thing that you want. So, you know, in this whole process, I think it's so important to embody surrender and just letting the outcome go. Yes, you want these yeah. things. But at the same time, if you want it that bad, you're going to be pushing it away. Um, mm-hmm. There's a book. One of my favorite books uh, is uh, Course in Miracles. And yeah. it says that infinite patience produces immediate results. Uh-huh. So when you're yeah. so patient that you can wait an infinity uh-huh. to get that particular thing, you're going to get it in- immediately because there's yeah. no attachment. 
But as soon as you're attached, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you're sitting there going, use universe, I need it right now. Yeah. <laughs> the universe is going like, well, you're in your own way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, and I think like a really kind of um, good or just really common example of that, uh, well, two examples is like there's such a difference between wanting something um, and desperately needing it and actually just just being it and just being like, hmm, I got mm-hmm. it, it's coming. Like, <laughs> and I'm like you said, I'm impatient because I, I I don't need it to show up to me right now to, to let me know that it's already, mm-hmm. um, you know, aligned. Like I already know it's aligned and I'm just going to let it come the way it's going to yeah. come in its best form, you know. Um, but I think another kind of like great common example of that is I find a lot of people around, say, relationships, mm-hmm. they, they, a lot of people really, 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 really want their soulmate, you know, like yeah. they really want it. And it gets to this point where they're like, I need a soulmate in order to enjoy life, you know, like I yeah. need a soulmate to um, go traveling. I need like, do you know what I mean? Like oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's this like really like needy <laughs> thing that puts condition on enjoying any other aspect of their life because they don't have anyone to enjoy it with you know what mm-hmm. I mean and that's such like a common example um oh, yes. where there is like where there is like that's just such a space of um awareness that they're not there yet mm-hmm. you know um and and that space is probably it's probably one of the worst spaces that you can be in for the law of attraction is to, is to want mm-hmm. something so bad that you feel that you need it and that you're not happy without it mm-hmm. um, and 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 be constantly aware that it's not there yet. That's like just like a holding space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. even if you were to find a partner, I mean, that's the fastest way to push them away. So you might get them for, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. bits and pieces here and there. But, I mean, ultimately to find like a true long-term love and connection you have to be in a space where even if they, they are in your experience, you're willing to let them go. It's that same energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's almost like I always like to share with um, relationships in terms of, you know, if you really think there's this like happier version of yourself in a relationship with your soulmate, um, they're going to find you a lot easier if you're already in that space. You know, if you, yeah, you know, vibrating at that. Slightly, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like your soulmate is looking for that version of you. But if you're sitting around, um, you know, stressing out and going like, you know, I, I need a man, I need this, I need yeah. blah, 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 they're, they're not going to see you. They're going to be like, oh, she's in a weird mood today. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, like oh, she's got a strange vibe going on. Or, yeah. Icky, icky vibes coming from over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, people that's pick a up great on way, that. That's a great way to describe it, actually. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not yeah, about like – They're not going to see you. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. They won't see you. They'll just see you for the energy that you have now that they don't want to resonate with. Yeah, they're not yeah. on the same wavelength. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. They're not going to make a connect, you know. Yeah. But if you're already just like, well, if I think there's a happier version of myself in a relationship, why don't I just actually start being that version of myself now, regardless of conditioning as to someone else needing to be there or not? And then you're most probably going to be showing up in the world as a very, very, very attractive person mm-hmm. for your actual soulmate because they're going to look at you and be like, wow she's pretty she's got it going on yeah she's got great <laughs> she's energy she's got great energy yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. so and what we I, well I was just curious because we were talking about um manifesting there and mm-hmm. you know the thought crossed my mind too about talking about when you manifest and your intention or what you want to manifest or what you think you need to manifest is in alignment with your soul or higher purpose or divine purpose, you have a tendency to manifest that quicker. Now, what about people who now take a person, for example, you know, in relationship, they want to be with Susie wants to be with Johnny, but Johnny's not, not in her, um, like it's not her calling to be with him. Right. Like, how do you because there's a lot of people who are just trying to manifest something that they're not meant to manifest. Yeah. Something very specific. You know? 
Yeah. Right? It's like, I want that person. Yeah. Or like, do you know what I mean? Like other, I'm trying to think of other examples, but it's just not like for me, I, I wanted, um, abundance in wealth in my early twenties and all through my twenties, all my life really. But my intention before was like, I want to manifest money because if I have money, then I can do X, Y, Z. You know, I can, I can finally live the life that I want to live. Whereas, you know, I've realized, okay, no, I just need to live the life I want to live and my needs will be met, whatever they are. But the specifics aren't necessarily like, you're not thinking specifics. Yeah. You're thinking a certain lifestyle. Yeah. But, and so I think, you know, there might be people watching and they might be like, okay, well, I want to manifest, you know, this person or this job, but it's not maybe in their highest like soul contract for that. So then, then what do you think happens? Mm. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. Like if something's in your like soul, uh, like alignment with your purpose and your highest path and it's, you know, like a soulmate or it's something that's kind of, you know, quote destined. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really, I don't think of it as like the future set in stone, but mm-hmm. something that's just like meant to be for your highest good. That's going to manifest a lot quicker because there is a stronger internal knowing that it's um, it's like it, you just find it so much easier to align with because there's a, a part of you deep within that's already like I just I already know that that's kind of part of my contract or I already just yeah. feel it within like I've I've had a calling towards that ever since I was you know five years old like it, and it, there's very little often very little resistance around manifesting something that is already in alignment with your soul and your highest path because yeah. the part of you already is there. You know, It's like I mean? a magnet, um, a, a stronger mm, magnet. Yeah. A stronger magnet. Yeah, definitely. And like say with what you were saying about in terms of like the specifics and so on, I think there needs to be definitely like a focus in terms of um, it's not this, it's not like the specific things. It's, it's the feeling that it achieves for you in terms of like, if it was a person that you're trying to manifest, like a partner, mm-hmm. rather than saying, I want him to have dark hair and blue eyes and I need him to be tall, I would more so focus on this man is so attractive to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's a totally different vibration. If, you, if, you're, if you're trying to, like, yeah, make it like a hair color and a eye color and blah, 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 that's not really like a feeling that's like a it's like a material thing or it's mm-hmm. like a but 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 focusing on the fact that they're going to be attractive to you you can get into that feeling you can get into that feeling of just kind of like googling at someone yeah <laughs> you know what I exactly. mean exactly like oh my god he's so hot you know yeah. <laughs> you, you don't really get a feeling around brown hair yes. <laughs> yeah yeah it's that's like, true it's not about those little things it's about what what the real essence of it is that you're ultimately wanting. You're not wanting him because he has brown hair. You're wanting the yeah. You're wanting someone who is attractive to you. Um, but yeah, Holly, with what you were saying in terms of like when people are manifesting something that's out of alignment with them, um, or out of that's not kind of like meant to be along their path. Mm-hmm. I feel like it will just. For me personally, I just feel like it will come up with a lot of like challenges around it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it might show up first in a way where it looks like it's something that you're wanting to manifest, but then all these kind of realizations come from it and you're like, okay, this all looks great, but it's completely unfulfilling. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like what we were talking about earlier, like you might think it's that what you, that you're wanting and you can probably manifest that, but it's, it's going to kind of like feel disappointing because you're going to feel that there's like a soul level of, um, just yeah, I'm just knowing yeah. that it's yeah, discontent with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like when you when you're in that space of alignment with what's meant to be for you, and you know it on a soul level, you just align with it so much faster, so much more momentum. Yeah, and I think it's also there's a deep part of like the worthiness aspect. It's kind of like if you know it on a soul level that it's part of what's meant to be for you, you don't really question whether you're worthy of it. But when you're wanting something that's not on your path, then I feel like a lot more of those worthiness questions and resistances come into play. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you mean. I also think like 
you know, if you take, if you really want to manifest something and you're really genuine about it, if you take the time to just kind of pause and, and ask yourself, like, what part of my being wants to manifest this? You know, is it my ego? Like, is it my head? Am I thinking all these things would be really good? Or is it like a genuine feeling from like my heart center and my soul that's wanting this? Mm -hmm. and I yeah and when you can kind of know that it's coming from a soul level and it's coming from like a purpose level Mm -hmm. yeah I think you you pull it in and you receive it's much easier because because you feel like you're in you're in a space of like it's right to be able to have that if you get what I mean because you know you've got like good intentions with it whether is if you if you're kind of manifesting from the ego space I feel like there's a lot of kind of there may be like a certain factor of guilt around trying to manifest something that is coming from like a shallow place or, um, yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? It's like it, when it, you know it's coming from your soul and your heart, you just feel like it's it's right for you mm-hmm. to to call that in and, and, and receive it. So, for example, like a lot of the time, oh, this is what we were talking about it um, last time in terms of like when you um, when you're manifesting like something for yourself in terms of let's just say money if you're like really focusing on like I, I want more money for myself for my lifestyle blah 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 it's kind of harder to manifest them if you were to say um say for example like your fa- one of your family members um was ill and they needed a surgery or something like that and they need the money for it if you were just to be coming from that space of like just truly knowing that it is for a good purpose to call in that money and that resource. It's like you have more of a, um, a you feel yeah, just more right in calling it in and, mm-hmm. and receiving it because you know that it's 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 in the highest good. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, exactly. Mm-hmm. That, that's such yeah, a good like, point. You know, w- yeah. when you when you're trying to manifest that one specific Lexus, you know, think about. <laughs> What what it is that you you actually want out of it? Like, is it to show off, you know, in front of your friends, and mm-hmm. it's going to make you feel better because it's like an ego thing, mm-hmm. uh, or is it truly aligned with something different? Is it truly aligned with your joy? Like, if you're a car nut and like you genuinely love that feeling of driving fast on a curvy road, and it's going to bring you that joy and passion for what it is that you really love. Absolutely. Yeah. That's very different than yeah. it's like, ah, oh, I want to show off, you know, Bob here. Yeah. Bob's got the yeah. new model. <laughs> Damn Bob. Exactly. Always showing off exactly. the new cars. Yeah. It's so funny. I like used that exact or pretty much exact example like a few years ago in a workshop. I remember because people were like, so what is it, you know, what is it like when it comes to manifesting things like material objects, like fancy cars and stuff? And, and yeah, I said the same thing. I was like, don't focus on just the the kind of thing of like oh so I can look cool or mm-hmm. you know exactly. <laughs> it's more like um getting to that space of like mm, I love the comfort of these seats and I love like the power that's beneath my foot and you know like mm-hmm. I, I love the the precision of this um mechanical you know uh just design you know what I mean like just actually just enjoying um uh, the experience of it and the way it kind of makes you feel um, mm-hmm. apart from ego. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it, it's okay to want to feel luxurious and to, and to feel um, comfortable and to feel like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly, yeah. It's, it, it's okay to just feel like I enjoy feeling like everything's just so delicious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the, yeah, yeah it's um, the, physical experience is delicious you know it is, yeah. it, it, we are very lucky to be here in these bodies in this experience yeah. having what we're having now and we we often forget that and we confuse it with something very different mm-hmm. unfortunately and then that's when it becomes a, a much bigger deeper struggle mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, manifesting is just like the best topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. So, going back to your um, quantum leaps course, how long is the course, and is it like all online, or how does that work? Yeah, how do people find you? Mm-hmm. So, it's a self study course. It's something that's um, you know full of uh, uh, video. There's actually a, first a channeling from my spirit guides about how they explain 
uh, Quantum Leaping and their intention of um, sharing that information. And then there's a uh, training video worksheet, training video worksheet, and then the actual um, full Quantum Leaping meditation process where you actually journey internally mm-hmm. into that space of that version of yourself who's already there. Um, and then there's also like an express version of it if you want to practice it more on like a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, so it's it's all all in there together, and it's all accessible at like any point. And you can study at your own pace. Awesome. Um, and I'll be I'll be giving you guys a link, yeah, which you can post in the comments to um receive the fifty percent off of the yeah. course. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So anybody listening who um is excited about this course, I think you should click uh, the link and you get the fifty percent off, like Jess said. So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll post it in the resource section of this episode. So yeah. it'll be spiritninjas.com slash episode eleven. Oh I love eleven. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Perfect. <It's> exciting. <laughs> perfect yeah well thank you guys so much i love co-creating with you too oh us as well it's so lovely to talk to you and uh it's great (laughs) thank you so much for taking the time yeah we'll we'll definitely have to have you back again because this is this is fun and there's so so much more to talk about i know i know we can like ramble on for two hours (laughs) (laughs) definitely oh i love you guys thank you so much thanks so much jess Jess. enjoy your day you too talk to you soon okay bye Thank you for listening to the Spirit Ninja Spiritual as Fuck Podcast. Make sure to tune in next time for more deep conversations to uplift, inspire, and blow your mind. Spiritual as Fuck.